welcome to Figure It Out, where we read some Wikipedia articles and then talk about things that I personally don't understand. I don't know about you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if we're going to take that, like, we don't know anything, or if we're just going to go for it. I've seen a lot of, like, just YouTube videos about this. On one hand, like, I want to be like, women in STEM... We understand <laughs> nuclear energy, but on the other hand, I don't want to, like, set people's hopes too high and have them be like, I'm going to come out of this knowing everything, because really I'm worried it's... this is going to be our most controversial topic ever, and I'm so scared that it's going to be, like, picked up by some nerdy, like, forum on the internet. Yeah. Just gonna, like, some man on Reddit's going to destroy us. Like, yeah, they just... Yeah. They even said in the beginning they only read Wikipedia, which isn't even true, but I will admit that I did read a lot of Wikipedia for this. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like the overlap between, like, guys who are really yeah excited about nuclear and, like, guys who are not... No, I don't know. I don't want to set up a scenario where... <laughs> so we just get torn to shreds on Reddit. Through, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it's going to be nuclear. Uh, oh yeah, we're talking about energy. nuclear yeah. energy. We went nuclear. <laughs> um, I'm Marlene Arjo. Maybe I should not put my full name in this one. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, I'm back to calling myself a forensic psychologist. I think. Um, okay. Fun. I was I was arguing about it with my boss today at work about um, sex offender registries. So I'm feeling very. <laughs> Very forensic psychologist today. 2023 is, is mm-hmm. a year where you go back to your roots. Yeah. I've strayed. I've gone very corporate. I've yeah. been working for the enemy, and I'm ready to <laughs> keep making that, that, <coughs> that big money, but get in arguments at parties, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Just the right level of mm-hmm. rebellion for 2023. Just, like, be the absolute worst person. Horrible, yeah. destroying the world, <laughs> corporate job, and an asshole at parties. <laughs> no one is happy. Except maybe you. It's the worst of both worlds. <laughs> and now you can maybe add nuclear power to one of the things you argue with people about. I do I like to argue about nuclear power. Yeah, yeah. It, go, it goes in that sector of things that people are like, mm, mm-hmm. you have to. Yeah. That might just be me. No, I think people tend to avoid it in conversation. And I'm like, so what yeah. do you think? No, tell me your, no, pick a side. Yes or no. <laughs> Debate yeah, me. Debate me right now. <laughs> We're doing a poll after the party. <laughs> My name is Lina Fredström. I am I feel like I am the way that you ended up in, in the corporate sector. I'm mm-hmm. in the political sector, if that's a sector. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to stay stay work, working in, in politics, which makes this extra uh, scary for me. Talk about, uh, <laughs> Get you fully cancelled. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, the only thing I can rely on is that I'm at least I'm following the party line on this. I'm side. Um, but <laughs> let's hope no one goes and looks further into that. Um, <laughs> and we're talking about nuclear today. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna you're gonna go first. I'll start. I'm, I'm yeah. I'm hoping you're gonna tell 
a lot about the atomic age. I just think I, that, that is mostly what I'm talking about, just because okay, I really love it. I, I, I think it's really like incredible. It. Yeah. Aesthetically Great. can't be beat. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, as I said earlier, I was working at this while I was, like, at work today. Um, yeah. <laughs> just throwing that in as well, just, like, making sure that's really clear. Just, for just so it's really clear, not only do I have a job that's bad for the world in general, but I don't even do it. <laughs> you just have... There, it's so easy to just listen to this one episode and get you cancelled. Like oh, I know. Oh. Listen. Just be fired from your job. Personality hire at the war crimes factory. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. I think I'm good at my job. <laughs> um, I anyways. think so too. I couldn't imagine you just being... Although I do see a lot of a lot of uh, pictures from your work when you see it's, people working, but I just assume that's because that's you kind of the vibe of the um, yeah, that's kind of the vibe of the the workplace. You don't have a ping pong table. No, we have. don't have a ping. We have a like video game console. I think mm-hmm. we never use it. That seems like a bad. Like I don't know. I don't understand the concept of going and just like playing yeah. games during work. A lot of people that work there play video games the entire time they're there. If they're, like, not actively doing work, they're just, like, playing games while we're, like, discussing Mm. stuff. Then then it seems good to hire someone who's, like, has a little more social skills Mm -hmm. (laughs) to to, to mix it up. Anyways, (coughs) I was working on this at work. Um, Yeah. um, Like, right before I left, when there was nothing else to do, and I was, like, waiting for someone else to finish up work because... I didn't want to leave her alone in the office because we also had, like, a strange pedestrian man in the office. No. And so I was waiting for him to leave so then we could both leave, but I was done with my work. You um, put, put in so much fun information about your job. <laughs> no, I don't even want to talk about nuclear. No, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> and I was um, talking about it a little bit, and my coworker, see, maybe I should beep that, I don't know. Although I just re-listened yeah. to an old episode of ours where I did beep several names, and the beeping yeah. is so aggressive. And when I listened yeah. to it while I was editing it, it was not that loud. But when I put in headphones and listened, it was like headache-inducing. So my apologies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you could just mute it. I always <laughs> like that when they mute like curse words because then I'm like, what happened? <laughs> like I don't. I don't Honestly, like someone could have sent me feedback, but nobody did. So I think that's on the listeners, not on me. Um, I just assume that once you're done editing an out, like an episode, I'm like, you've done more than I would. Like, this is I could not ask you to go back. Anyways, my coworker said that um, this is a direct quote. I think maybe we just shouldn't mess with the atom, which I thought was a really cute way to approach nuclear energy. Yeah, I disagree because I think it's kind of cool. Nuclear energy is a concept. I think it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> but I have a personal connection to nuclear energy because yeah. right outside my mom's hometown where I spent a lot of my life is the Diablo Canyon power plant, mm, which is a exciting. nuclear power plant. Yeah. It supplies electricity to more than 3 million people. Yeah. Um, I think it's like almost 24 or 25%, maybe like 23% of California's production of green energy. Which is okay. So, but do you also have some 
some coal in the mix or there is some coal in the mix yeah okay there's some wind yeah hydro all sorts of things solar yeah well, mix of everything that's that's all the ones i know yeah that's so all i could think of good mix. <laughs> um it's also built less than a mile, which is less than 1.6 kilometers Thank from the shoreline that. fault line, which they didn't know existed when they built it, and less than three miles, which is 4.8 kilometers from the Hosgree fault line. <laughs> so it's pretty, pretty close to some fault lines. Okay, can you, I know, I think we talked about the fault lines when we talked about. Mm-hmm. Tsunami. Do we talk about tsunamis or do we talk about natural disasters? Nas- natural but disasters, which I just heard on a podcast that you're not supposed to say natural disasters. You're supposed to say like natural phenomenon or something, oh. because it's only a disaster <laughs> if it's only a disaster if you're not prepared for it. And so they don't want to like people that study them want you to think that like it doesn't have to be a disaster and we can prepare for them and like. Because, yeah. like, if you just call it, everyone's like, oh, there's no hope. We don't need to. If it happens, it happens. But if you're like, oh, a natural phenomenon that we can prepare for, people are more likely to, like, yeah. get ready for them. So destigmatize. Okay, yeah, but it feels earthquakes. like what, what is a natural disaster is just, like, I feel like you use that word after it happened. Mm-hmm. But anyways, it, <laughs> it seems like the, like the next step for them is to just, like, call it semi-natural dis- or phenomenons. Because, like, from now on, a lot of the natural disasters slash phenomenons are just, mm-hmm. like, climate change induced. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. the whole terminology is messed up, man. It's, yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, you talked about fault lines, but what are fault lines? Um, just catch up. A fault line is where two plate, two tectonic plates mm-hmm. touch each other, and they can, like push up against each other or rub against each other or overlap and they can cause earthquakes. I wanted to do like a sex joke, but I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know like if I was going to do it. I wanted to make like a lesbian sex joke. Uh-huh. Like, that seems like it could be homophobic. <laughs> I... Now at least I put out the, <laughs> the ideas there. Nuclear energy. (laughs) Nuclear energy. So, the Diablo Canyon power plant is (coughs) right next to two fault lines. Yeah. But despite this, when they calculated its risk, they estimate... Actually, I don't know if I should say despite this, because I don't really understand what this means. But they estimated the frequency (laughs) of core damage to be one instance in 7.6 million reactor years, which I think sounds safe. But I don't understand what that means. So but did you also say that they didn't know the fault line was there? When, when they, they built it, yeah. But they did a new risk assessment after? After, yeah. Okay. After. <laughs> but also, could that just be that like they knew how much money they had already invested in it? And they were like... No, they actually they want to shut it down. Zero. So it's owned by the company my brother works for. And they want to close it down because they think that people... Well, you know, people hate it. People don't like don't like the nuclear power plant. They've been trying yeah. to get it shut down since it opened. Yeah. Um, and they think that they should shut it down because it's getting too effective or too, it's not cost effective anymore. It's costing too much money because they mm-hmm. are using it less as people want to focus more on other renewable energies. Yeah. Um, 
However, if they shut it down right now, there's not enough power for California to survive without it. Yeah, so then you'd have to burn so they'd, some coal. They'd have to burn a bunch of coal. Yeah. Which is why I think we should keep them all open as long as they're safe and running. I saw that Bernie Sanders wanted to close it down. Is that true? Probably. But I saw also saw that Ryan Reynolds was pro-nuclear. So hmm. in that scenario, I clearly will choose Bernie Sanders. But I don't know about you. I'm just, I mean, just I'm, putting that out there to the audience. I don't know that I want to choose either of them, to be honest. <laughs> their third Anyways. option. Yeah. <laughs> a hot woman, perhaps. <laughs> Women aren't in nuclear. Yeah. <laughs> Nuclear's We're for the boys only. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to menstruate all over them and cause a blow yeah. up. <laughs> that's their, like, kryptonite. Maybe kryptonite is a bad term because I feel like that's, no, that's, a, that's a fake thing, right? <laughs> not a uranium derivative uh, okay <laughs> i feel like men's menstrual blood might be what yeah that's a, a bigger threat than fault lines for nuclear yeah it could really blow them all up okay yeah. so what is nuclear energy and how does it work um this is not in depth i'll tell you that <laughs> you get energy from splitting atoms that's correct <laughs> Um, so there's two main kinds. The one that we've done forever is nuclear fission, which is where you split atoms and it creates little chain explosions that boils a bunch of water and then turns turbines and that makes energy. Yeah. Um, usually they use plutonium or uranium as the atoms. But as of like three weeks ago, they've made a major breakthrough and they're now making nuclear, I don't know if they're making, but they made energy through nuclear fusion where they combine multiple atoms and that is safer and better somehow i didn't read the articles i just saw the headlines <laughs> That's exactly my, my knowledge as well. I was like, they did, did something with fusion and people say it's huge <laughs> and i'm not gonna learn about it <laughs> and here's some um fast facts about nuclear power <laughs> It emits no greenhouse gases. There's only two fast facts. <laughs> and compared to other types of energy, such as coal, petroleum, natural gas, and hydroelectricity, it mm -hmm. produces the or it has the lowest levels of fatalities per unit of energy. So it's yeah. very safe. <laughs> it's the safest you can get. It's the safest you can get. <laughs> Okay, so yeah. we're going to leave all that behind and just focus on the atomic age. <laughs> We've proven that it's safe. and now We, we all know it's history. safe. Now let's talk about history. Uh, <laughs> so the atomic age is the period following the detonation of the first ever nuclear weapon, which was tested in New Mexico on my birthday, July 16th, 1945. So in a way, you're... In a way, part of the atomic I was age. a part of the atomic age. And I've known that fact from a very young age for some reason. Mm. And so maybe that's also why I lean pro-nuclear is just because yeah. I felt connected to it for so long. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> the bad side of it, source. but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the very violent side of it, but nonetheless. <laughs> uh, so the first nuclear power plant was made in the 50s. 
And people just, this is not in great order. People just loved it. It was, it was all about the friendly atom and what atomic energy could do for us. Yeah. It was promoted as the epitome of progress and modernity. Uh, so scientists predicted a future where energy would be too cheap to meter and fossil fuels would go unused. Yeah. And I love that. That sounds amazing. If we had done that in the 50s, we'd be so much better off right now. Yeah. Didn't we? We did not. I feel like we tried. <laughs> you called it an atomic age, right? So like... we, we tried for a while, but it people didn't like it. We'll, we'll come back to that. Yeah. Um, so here's a quote from Glenn T. Seaborg, which... Seaborg's a very atomic age name, I think. Yeah, definitely. He was the chair of the Atomic Energy Commission, or a chair of the Atomic Energy Commission. He said, there'll be nuclear-powered Earth-to-moon shuttles, nuclear-powered artificial hearts, plutonium-heated swimming pools for scuba divers, and much more. I love it. Amazing. (laughs) That just sounds amazing to you. It sounds incredible. Like, maybe not even... The concept of, like, Earth-to-moon shuttles, because that's none of my business. But, like, <laughs> just the, the, like, optimism is just so yeah. stunning to me. Yeah. A science writer, to say, but David Dietz, predicted that cars would run on nuclear energy with a vitamin-sized pellet of atomic energy you would change out once a year. Yeah. Incredible. Ideas that they had included nuclear medicine, such as the humble x-ray, and irradiating food to increase food safety and expand shelf lives. And another quote, which I don't have the source for, says, Provide the power needed to desalinate water for the thirsty, irrigate the deserts for the hungry, and fuel interstellar travel deep into outer space. Which, again, is none of my business. But the other um, stuff's great. Especially other stuff sounds California, great. Maybe. Yeah. Bringing water to the people. Yeah. Love it. For the thirsty or those who need to water their lawn. Yeah, true. I need a nice Both. green lawn. <laughs> yeah. Green energy for green lawns. Mm-hmm. The American dream. <laughs> um, so I think it's just really lovely. I, something about it is just so, first of all, it's just very cool, but also I think there's just, there's very rarely even like glimpses of utopia in history. Mm -hmm. And it seems like for a very brief moment in the fifties, even if it wasn't attainable, it seemed so attainable Yeah, because it was just such an insane leap in technology. Yeah. And it just, it seemed so good. For just a second. It just seems so good. But despite that, (laughs) um, throughout all this, there was the shadow of the atomic bomb. Yeah. Which I did not want to talk about because it really has muddied the waters for nuclear energy. (laughs) I think. Um, But... They're so intrinsically linked that you can't really separate the two. No. For, like, all the progress we've ever made with nuclear energy, we've made just as much progress with nuclear bombs. Yeah. 
Um, they've been if researched. It's also like maybe they wouldn't even have, like they might have done nuclear energy mm-hmm. without doing the bomb. But I feel like the research that went went into the to the violent side of it was was much. So, <laughs> every time I've happened. ever talked about nuclear bombs with people that I like personally know. Yeah. Maybe it's just because I'm always the like loudest person in the conversation and like I just get my opinions out there first and foremost and then everyone yeah. just kind of like has to jump on board or I'll argue. But like yeah. I feel like the overall sentiment has been like yeah, that was not good. Like no question about bomb. it. Yeah. Big mistake, shouldn't have happened. <laughs> Bad. But I was at a museum about um whatever fucking president that was, don't know U.S. history. And there was, like, a little guest book at the end that was like, do you think the U.S. made the right decision dropping the atomic bombs? Oh, it's Truman who dropped the bomb. Oh, yeah. It was I'm Truman. I'm sure. I think yeah. you're right about that. I hate that guy. And <laughs> I was, like, getting ready to write in the little guest book and be like, of course not. This, we all know. As a society, we all know this was not the right decision. And every single person who wrote in that guest book was like, yes, it was the right decision. There may have been negative consequences, but overall it was the right decision. We should have... I'm like... Wait, wait where was this guest book? Sorry? At like a, at a Harry Truman Museum. Mm, okay, but then that's a skewed sample for sure. But, but I still... I was so When was the guest book shocked. Was it from the 50s? No, it was like from... Two years ago, and I was there. That's insane. It. I was so shocked because I really thought that like the general public all agreed that that was a mistake. But maybe that's the employees put that in. But I will say that like my understanding, like when I learned about the atomic bomb, I think a lot, like a. I'm, I'm. It wasn't like my teacher who said it, but I feel like they're like the story that was being told was that, like, Mm-mm. it was horrible, but it was necessary. I like, have we heard that, I feel like, in a like, U.S. classroom, and yeah, I, I even I heard it. even then, the entire time, I was like, I don't think it was. Like, yeah. even if... <coughs> I don't know, even if it was as necessary as they claimed, I don't think it was the right answer. Mm-hmm. But also, as an adult... Who has access to the internet? It was not necessary. No. Like, <laughs> at all. No, but I'm just thinking that the people who go to that museum aren't on the internet. <laughs> <They're> just... <laughs> Sorry There's... for the. I don't want to throw any shade on the. Vibing in a US. Covers, but... History class. <laughs> I was shocked by that. Yeah, yeah. Um... I thought you were going to come with a twist that you're like, but actually it was good. And I was like. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, without it, would we ever have had the the fifties? The, the possibility of the possibility space travel with nuclear power that didn't happen. But anyways, anyways, the nuclear bomb and nuclear energy have been researched side by side, and at the same time, the U.S. is promising abundant, unmetered energy. Mushroom clouds could be seen from the Las Vegas Strip as the government conducted hundred not hundreds. Hundred, a hundred atmospheric tests at the Nevada <laughs> test site. Oh, um, really? I didn't know yes. That. I thought they stopped doing tests in like the U.S. after. This is like still in the fifties, but. Okay. Yeah. A different time. At the time, Vegas was nicknamed the Atomic City because you could see mushroom clouds from the city. 
And so tourists flocked to Las Vegas to see the explosions, and they were told that they could mitigate the risks of fallout by taking showers. Um, in reality, those that had worked in the testing site or lived in areas exposed to the fallout fell ill. This is directly copy-pasted from Wikipedia. They got sick and had higher chances of developing cancer or suffering from premature deaths due to illnesses related to nuclear ex- exposure. So was Las Vegas just a regular town in the 50s and then like they got nuclear poisoned and then it became just like... I like to think that's what happened to be honest. Yeah. It's very compatible with like Fallout games. I feel I like played. it had to be a little bit <laughs> fucked up already because it is like a fake city made in the middle of the desert that has to have yeah. all its resources shipped in. Which is like already kind of setting it up to be a little bit weird, but I feel like the nuclear fallout really didn't didn't help. It maybe brought in the cynicism. People were like, I'm dying anyway. Yeah. I'm putting all my money on this. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how gambling works. <laughs> um I tried to like write something really eloquent, but I couldn't sum up my complex feelings. Um, so I just want to make it clear the connection does exist and the yeah. invention of nuclear energy and the atomic bomb has done, irre- has irreversibly changed mankind. And that's mm-hmm. just an important fact. I think I have no, no good ending to that. That's just true. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, despite the hope and ideas of peace that permeated the atomic age, there's always been the shadow of the atomic bomb. At the same time that the promises of the nuclear age were being made, children were being taught to duck and cover due to the Cold War. But despite yeah. this, I still view the atomic age with a sense of utopia. <laughs> Not for what it was, but for what it was promised to be. And then I'm going to give it to you because I, I think you can handle the problems of nuclear energy probably more than I can. <clears throat> I, I'm not sure about that, honestly. I, <laughs> I'm so scared to go into, like, the technicalities of it. So I'm also... Yeah, I was too, which is like why I tried history. to avoid it as much as possible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but it's going to be... Yeah, it's going to be a little bit of history. And then like, I, so, I, tr- I started to look into, like, Utonium. No, Plutonium. What's the other one? Uranium. Uranium. I tried looking to uranium mining. Yeah. And it was just, I was getting so many conflicting statements from so many different sources. And I was like, this is out of my hands. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting, it's been like a big thing during the election in Sweden this year or last year. Mm-hmm. Um, was about nuclear. Um, and, and they were talking about like, it's so much better because it will like, it will like one of the key arguments I think for nuclear power is uh, that like keeps coming up in different countries is the self-sufficient or like the the independence from like an international market mm-hmm. and especially during like the 70s when there was like an oil crisis and everything mm-hmm. countries were really keen on like breaking away from being reliant on saudi arabia or whatever mm-hmm. um, i see why that's important i just i care so much less about that than i do about like getting away from like fossil fuels is just like yeah yeah but it's, it's like, like who cares about that political stuff like <laughs> just get me the clean energy give me the but clean anyways, energy the, the like the, the thing that has come up is that like because we want to we want to stop buying oil and gas from i mean from saudi arabia and and other 
countries with poor democratic uh, conditions, but also from Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then like that's all fine and good, but then they looked into it and like uranium, all the uranium we buy is from Russia. Mm-hmm. And I'm just I'm so concerned about that. What do they put in that uranium? Maybe they put something <laughs> in there. It's just a little chip. I don't know. How much worse could the uranium get? (laughs) (laughs) It could just be more, like, unstable, I'm assuming. Actually, I really... I so badly want to start a collection of uranium glass. But in order to do that, you have to go to thrift stores. Yeah. And, like, all the time. Like, and be really lucky. Like, diligently going to thrift stores. And I do not have the mental capacity to do that. (laughs) Can't handle that. So just, like, all the time I think about it. And then I'll, yeah. like, go into a thrift store with, like, one of my friends. And I'm just so immediately overwhelmed. And I'm, like, I have to go to the book section, look at all the old books until they're done shopping. <laughs> my mom had a bunch of those glasses. I should have shipped them to you. As a yeah, where are they? It seems like something that would break. Um, they're just in her house. Oh, maybe she gave them away, actually. <sighs> so I was got, afraid like, of. Whole, like, it was a hundred glasses or something. Mm-hmm. Different, like, sizes. I would have paid her money for it. Yeah, I want I don't it think so they bad. Survived the the shipping, honestly. I could have packed I don't know. them so carefully. <clears throat> yeah. If true. they break, it, I I feel like that they say it's so safe to have it, but I feel like if they break, that lets the uranium out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like right away we started out just like talking about stuff we know nothing about. <laughs> like, like everything I've heard is completely contrary to this but personally I think if it broke the uranium would just be in the air I'd be breathing yeah, it yeah. <laughs> everything I've read says the opposite but just in my heart I know <laughs> yeah okay I'm gonna skip some of like my introduction stuff because I feel like it's messy um okay I maybe no I'll start I'll start with the like background and, and history um yeah, so like the background to, to like why it's a big discussion in Sweden right now is mainly due to the energy crisis in Europe. Mm-hmm. And I don't fully know how big the energy crisis is all over the world, but it, my feeling is that it's everywhere. That you also have some kind of energy crisis, right? High yes. prices and gas. High and, prices. And Actually, well, I mean, yeah, my energy bill is very high this, this year, higher than it has been previous years um in california it's a much bigger deal than it is here because they tend to have rolling blackouts due to extreme weather yeah. but we haven't really experienced that we did just lose a lot of power due to wind though which is not the same oh. thing as an energy crisis but like it i felt the effects i had to drive i couldn't go to the grocery store because the power was out there i had to drive without street lights oh yeah um, yeah, so so it's it's a thing all all over the world, and uh, but but in Europe it's all, all often explained as uh, a thing that's it's it's caused by by Russia starting a war and then uh, using their status as a country that exports a lot of um, oil, but also mainly a lot of fossil. And this is okay tangent right away but this is a thing that's happened in sweden and i'm not sure if it's if it's also within the english language but they just changed the the like official word word for like gas form energy from mm-hmm. natural gas to fossil gas because natural gas oh, is fossil yeah. gas. oh i like but, that but it's been like, i wish we would and do I remember that i was like at some kind of 
environmentalist thing a couple of years ago and they were talking about like how that's that's such efficient greenwashing because natural gas mm-hmm. has pretty good stand like people are pretty feel pretty good about it there i feel like i feel well maybe i'm a bad example i feel like i feel bad about like i have negative feelings for natural gas because like if you smell natural gas your house is gonna blow up you have to get out of there like oh, it's yeah. a okay, dangerous so it's thing dangerous. to have around you yeah so i feel negatively towards natural you gas but i could but also be affected by maybe um, yeah yeah a more conscious person (laughs) than than most on this but so i'm gonna use the expression fossil gas and i'm gonna say it like once more so (laughs) an unnecessary tangent perhaps but i think it's a i think it's an interesting change that they did i think it's a small win uh, but a win nonetheless Mm um a win is a win a win is a win and (laughs) fossil gas is one uh but but um so they, they export a lot of uh, fossil gas, and a lot of countries in Europe are dependent on that, especially mm-hmm. Germany uses a lot of fossil gas, which is part of the their... Okay, I'm not going to go into this because I haven't looked it up, but their, their energy politics has had a big shift where they tried to get rid of all their nuclear after the, mm-hmm. the accident in Fukushima, and mm-hmm. that caused them to be more dependent on, on fossil fuels. So it shows the complexity of it, and I'm I'm not like we said on the scale. I'm not super anti. That's but my that's other than the my absolute fetish for the atomic age. Yeah. The the other option is fossil fuels. Yeah. I feel like and it's just such a clear choice for me. Yeah. Like I understand the risks, but. Do you though? <laughs> I do. I really do. Um, do none of us fully? I think I can comprehend. You can comprehend. I it. can comprehend yeah. it. But like, I have a, another example. So I just can't think of it. I feel like we're always caught in this thing of like, this is what's actively happening as a result of our use of fossil fuels. Mm-hmm. And this is what could happen if we try to move away from them. Yeah. And it's like, but we, we know what's happening right now. We know how bad it is. Yeah. Why don't we just start to move the other direction and see, just maybe get a taste of how bad that could be. Like, yeah. why are we so afraid of change that we're willing to like ride this ship all the way to the bottom of the sea instead of like, yeah. move no, the true. other like, direction. Yeah, the like comfort of, of the like present state yeah. is, is, is winning. Um. <clears throat> But okay, I don't, I don't even know if this is necessary to say. But like, uh, because a lot of European countries are very dependent on gas, that now forces them to uh, turn towards other suppliers of of, an, of fossil gas, and um, that kind of disrupts the whole system of energy, not only in Europe but in the whole world. So mm-hmm. maybe in other countries where, like Japan, I've heard has an energy crisis now because they used to buy their uh, fossil gas from someone and now that supply is, is more in demand uh, among European countries. But also um, because a lot of European countries were making their electricity from fossil gas uh, before they are now turning towards other suppliers and that means the electricity in Sweden because we are connected to the rest of the, uh, the European continent uh, our price uh, is is higher because mm-hmm. electricity is more in demand. 
Yeah, so the, the companies are making a lot of money, but the prices are very high. Um, and also, okay, this is the source for this is my boyfriend, and I'm gonna ask him for for a, like a, an actual source after this. Mm-hmm. But uh, he said that like an underlying issue for, and I would like to say he works with these issues, so he knows stuff about energy for for concerned listeners. He just but learned this on 4chan. <laughs> He's like, what's your source? And he's like, yeah, I just don't ask me about that. It came to me in a dream. <laughs> um, but an underlying issue for like why this is happening, uh, like why the system isn't really able to handle this type of like pressure that's put on it right now, is because uh, because oil and mainly like coal has gotten really unprofitable mm-hmm. as an energy source. Um, a lot of um, those plants have closed down in the last couple of years, which is good, you know. Mm-hmm. But there has been a mismatch in like in like removing those sources and adding new ones. So so uh, we are investing a lot into renewables more than we've ever done, mm-hmm. but it's still not been enough to cover that that loss of production. Mm-hmm. So so there's been like we've been balancing on a, a thin line kind of, and now that the system is put under pressure, you notice that it's yeah. the, the system is not at all resilient enough to to handle that uh, and provide enough energy. <coughs> so I think it's going to be like this for a couple of years because the mm-hmm. system hasn't caught up and like the investments aren't there. Uh, and this is, okay, this is just me speculating, but I wonder if a lot of that is caused, not necessarily by the, that there's no will to invest, but that a lot of, for example, wind projects are caught in like a political standstill where, where mm-hmm. like it's really unpopular to build wind uh, power in a lot of places, um, so you can't get that done. Um, but the reason, like my connection to nuclear this year, is mainly due because because the electricity prices have, have been so high, uh, energy politics is, is is hotter than ever. And a large part of that discussion, the majority of the, that discussion, has been around nuclear and the mm-hmm. should it should it be here or not. And I wanted to take you first through a little history of the Swedish, uh, of, of Sweden's relationship to nuclear, because um, it's been it's been shifting uh, very much throughout the years. Um, and the we we set up a. A com- committee for nuclear power or atomic power, I think it was called, back in November of 1945. Hmm. So that's very that's close. After very, the, very early. Yeah. They they saw those. I actually those, I read yeah. that they they had the concept for nuclear reactions yeah. in like the 30s or something. Mm. So like, it it was in discussion for like two decades before they, before my birthday in 19. 19- yeah. <laughs> it would be so funny if people listen to this and they thought that you were you're like actual that you were born about this. <laughs> They're like, she seems so young and hip. It's all and the also Botox. Necessary to get Botox. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Sweden also had like a big hype around uh, nuclear power and uh, it was like a mini atomic age. Mm-hmm. I read a a fun like discourse analysis around like what was the what was the vibe around around nuclear power in 
in the 50s and 60s in Sweden. And they talked about like how it was just it was just very like the politicians, the scientists, but also like journalists and like you know everyone who's maybe supposed to be like asking some questions about it. Mm-hmm. Everyone was just on board. So very much like the US people were like, yeah, well, we can put this in cars, we can put this in uh, space. Stick it in my house. Yeah, yeah. Put it in my, like, do whatever with it. And, and, like, the author of that article, like, mentioned that, like, the scientists who were like, yeah, no, that's absolutely short. They, they, they should have known that, like, you shouldn't put, I mean, depending on, like, where the technology goes, they should know that, like, that could be kind of dangerous if you're like in if it's in your car and you go into a car crash mm-hmm. like what happens then mm-hmm. but it was just uh no one was no one was, was concerned and um it was like he noted it was i think it was interesting that like no one was necessarily describing any criticism or like concern in like yeah media or whatever but still mm-hmm. people were very keen on like yeah, and it's it's amazing, and you know there are no risks, and like they were this arguing is, with no one. This is a very weird comparison, but it reminds me a lot of like what we do with medication, so like yeah. opioids, for example. We're yeah. like, oh my god, it's incredible! It gets rid of pain. Chronic pain is such an issue that we've never been able to solve, and this can do it. Yeah. It's going to solve chronic pain. Yeah, and then they just. Like, doctors and scientists that should know better than to go off of, like, preliminary studies just go mm-hmm. nuts with it. We, we prescribe it to everyone. Yeah. People get addicted. It causes a whole crisis. Yeah. And then in hindsight, they're like, oh, it's actually not even that effective for chronic yeah. pain. Yeah. And it's super highly addictive, which who knew back when we were prescribing it to people by the handful? <laughs> like, whenever we get a new technology that's groundbreaking... Yeah. We just and like we've done the same thing I think with antidepressants. Yeah. Or like newer antidepressants, I guess, as our eyes of like, we can use this for everything. Everyone can benefit from this. And then yeah. like it catches back up to us that maybe we should calm down and not put an atomic reactor in a in a vehicle. Yeah, and I I think I wrote my I want to say dissertation, but that's not what it was. It was a thesis for my master's program. But mm-hmm. I wrote about like futures, uh, like future scenarios, like how we use scenarios as a tool for pl- policy and stuff. And um, one like big discussion is around the fact that like how how different scenarios, like how scenarios can be part of disrupting, uh, like what we what we consider normal or good or you know, um, right today, but it can also be very effective in upholding certain ideals or mm-hmm. uh, understandings of like what the what what is progress and what is the future going to be like if it's positive. And the atomic age, I think, is like a perfect example of that because you're like, okay, the future is going to be amazing. We're going to have cars. <laughs> We're going to have spaceships. We're going to have really cheap energy. And you're like, Okay, that's maybe that's I mean that that's part of what we want, but like what about women's rights? Yeah. <laughs> Are we gonna have birth control? Like I don't know, you're like the problems you're trying to solve seem yeah. very rooted in like what you consider to be progress or like impressive things and it's it's techno optimism mm-hmm. to a point that's like almost never We have cars, like but do we have rights? 
yeah <laughs> yeah like i feel like in if you're in the 50s and you're like you know what our biggest concern is how do we get to the moon without using fossil fuels i feel like you're you're maybe not asking the right questions but, uh, like it was a lot of it was a lot of good vibes but i'm wondering like were they actually looking i feel like that's we needed to solve also kind of like elon musk's whole thing yeah of like we're gonna go to fucking mars and someone's like hey like things are kind of shitty on earth and he's like get the fuck away from me shut the fuck up how fucking dare you (laughs) (laughs) and i i think that's so like apparent also with the like the atomic age that or i'm Mm -hmm. maybe people were on board it doesn't sound like it but like it feels like it's such a clearly like a top-down movement that People with real, a lot of power are like, this is going to be so cool. And then, like, normal or, like, people just living their lives are like, is this going to be, like, right next to my house and <laughs> to a fault line? That sounds... Oh, I'm not sure about that. And they're like, shut your mouth. <laughs> shut we the hell up. to the moon. <laughs> but here's and then they did, thing. so I guess. If they... If it had worked as well as they thought... We would be so much more focused on social rights right now. Yeah. Because we wouldn't all be fucking dying in, like, droughts and hurricanes. Yeah. Like, if they'd been right. Yeah, if, if it was that great, then <laughs> it... we should have seen the signs now. Yeah, and that's, like, that's, it's always, it's always very, like you say, like, <laughs> when someone's like, this is just good, and there are no bad sides of it. Yeah. And you're like, why do you feel the need to say anything? <laughs> I didn't say anything. Why are you arguing? Have you ever seen that tweet that's like, my not involved in child trafficking t-shirt is raising a lot of questions already answered on the t-shirt? <laughs> my, this new invention will have absolutely no downsides t-shirt is raising a lot yeah. of questions already answered on the t-shirt. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, <laughs> but but um, anyways, it worked. Or they, they like the atomic age in Sweden was successful. They managed to build some some nuclear powers. Hell yeah. Uh, apparently they like I I I skimmed through this, so I missed it. But like <laughs> some of the projects were not successful at all. They were just like, no, we have to shut this down. This this didn't work. But Honestly, some of them worked. I think if I were in a city and there were there's a mushroom cloud on the horizon and someone was like this drink glows and it has radiation in it let's toast I'd be like sure okay. yeah like I'm <laughs> in some way stupid enough to fall for a gimmick like that <laughs> let's just, just bear like, that in mind as we continue <laughs> You're aware of the risks, but you know how cool it is. You can really appreciate it. You look great on my close friend's story. (laughs) (laughs) That is exactly how I... How I imagined they were were thinking about it, too. It's going to be so cool. When When I show my little, like, slideshow at my holiday party, people are going to go apeshit. Like pull out the little projector. 
Yeah. People are going to go nuts. <laughs> but I have, like, I've said this for a long time, because, or not long, but like for, for a year or so. Because, like, uh, nuclear has been, like, such a big discussion topic in Sweden. I've, I've said that, like, nuclear energy is very clearly for the boys, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think it can be for the girls. I think girls should reclaim nuclear energy. Okay, um, but I'm, let me make my case. It, I think it embodies this, like, hyper-masculine mm-hmm. idea of modernity. It's high-tech, it's big, and, like, it will make an impact on the world forever. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's providing, like, a lot of energy, but it's also, like, an eternal effect. Because you have that, like, waste, and what are you going to do with it? Like, people a thousand years from now are going to be like, what is this? What, who were they? And you're like, put in the history books. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I also think there's something about like how people talk to it, talk about it. Because okay, so I'm I was a campaign worker for the Green Party during this election, and a huge, huge topic that I had to talk to people about almost every day was nuclear power. And mm-hmm. That's because due to a series of events, we were uh, made out to be the people. Response or like the party was made out to be responsible for shutting down two nuclear pl- power plants in uh, 2016. That's not true. It's a complicated issue, and there mm-hmm. were multiple decisions being made in the political, both, but also in the in like the econ- just the economic viability of the plants because it was a private or it was a it was a government-owned company, but they made the decision. It wasn't a political decision. Anyways, I was put to blame for for this happening so I've, I've talked a lot to people about nuclear power uh, and i've always been like i don't want to talk to you about this and they're like you have to <laughs> so that's been all my conversations but <clears throat> based on that very small sample size and also moderating the the social media of that company or that uh, that party where you also get a lot of comments about this i think it's a very clear at least in sweden it's it's become very they're conservative it's very macho and it's it's all about like the Hmm. narrative around it is like you think it's dangerous but it's actually really safe if you understand it the way i do it's the most rational way to produce energy i just want to make it clear that i'm not saying it's really safe you understand the way i do because i don't understand it Um, i think it's really safe because several sources told me it was really safe when i was yeah yeah okay Sounds cool. <laughs> but I feel like the people who like, or like in the Swedish context, a lot of people who are, they're like, but I, maybe they don't think they understand it, but they're like, good authority. I have it on good authority. Like yeah. people have told me this. I'm like, yeah, but people are also saying like, it's not economically viable and it's maybe not a say, like it's a, not a good solution for, uh, I just think. I've just heard a lot of people say, like, it's the most rational solution. I feel and like the most rational solution is wind, personally. Yeah, I think so. Like, if you were to actually, like, Because you cut like, out the middleman. Like, like, at yeah. the end, we're just, we're just turning big wheels. You just cut <laughs> out all the middlemen. You're turning big wheels. Yeah, I agree. I think that's... <laughs> that's the level I'm understanding energy on to begin with. So, like... In my mind, I'm I think like, that's all you need to understand. As like a, big wheel as turns a... less steps. Good. Yeah. No, I I agree, but I just think that's like the 
in a, in a Swedish context at least, that's mm-hmm. it's a very like manly. I mean, uh, just like polls show that men are most mm-hmm. are a lot more excited about it. And I I don't know. I I wasn't able to maybe cut this out, but like I think there's something about like that view of the world that you like have the right to create mm-hmm. something that's, that's going to affect so many generations. What I like about it is like it seems like this is maybe fucked up, but like it seems like something that God shouldn't allow us to do. Mm-hmm. Like if God has made this world, we shouldn't be allowed to tear it down beyond its basic particles. Yeah. And so, like, it just seems like, I don't know, there's something just very glamorous and, like, very... It's saying like, fuck you to God. Yeah. <laughs> like, I... Not that I think there's a God to say fuck you too, but, like, I just think it's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nope, and... But I, I compare it kind of to war. I feel like throughout the ages, men have been saying, mm-hmm. you know, this war is needed. It's rational and it's good. And people around these men are going to be like, is it, is it actually like, yeah. I'm going to die. <laughs> and my family is going to be wiped out. And they're like, you know, I hear you, but also there's a bigger it's purpose like to this. The same coin, like on one side of the coin, you have like, Endless technology, like, so much advancement, clean energy, utopia. But on the other side, you do have the war aspect of it, because it's been so intertwined from the start. Mm -hmm. You have nuclear energy, and then you have nuclear disasters and nuclear bombs. Yeah. And I'm choosing to see things on the utopia side. On the bright side. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah. We've killed God. We've created clean energy. We're watching the mushroom clouds. The- We're going to the moon. We're going to the moon. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, see, I see the coolness of it. I'm going to go back to my history lesson uh, for everyone interested in Swedish history, energy history. Gone on another tangent. Back to the, back to the point of the episode. <laughs> Uh, I feel like what we were talking about is what we actually want the episode to be about. But I'm filling this in to, just, to, to divert it so that people listening to this aren't getting all the dumb stuff and just in one in one piece they have to listen to also the history. Yeah. Um, so they built all those nuclear power plants. The plan was to build 25 reactors around, along the Swedish coastline. And this was in the 70s. And people generally thought in the 70s that like we're going to double our um, energy consumption uh, by four times up until the 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this, I think that's really interesting because that's what they're saying basically now as well. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're going to need all this energy for, uh, you know, electrifying the like our vehicles. And, and you know, electricity is going to be a big part of the um, transition. Sustainable, like... Uh, transformation and i i think so too but just like mm-hmm. knowing that they also said that in the 70s about the 90s for no reason uh-huh. makes me suspicious i'm like are we just like who <laughs> who said this 
Is this again just some guy? Some guy's like, here we go, guys. Yeah. You know what, guys? We can do it all. We can get <laughs> nuclear power all over. We can just use energy for everything. Um. Anyways, so in the 70s, people were like, whoa. And then there was an oil crisis, or the energy crisis, sometimes mm-hmm. called. That was due to like conflicts between Israel and neighboring countries. And Classic. like large oil producing countries mm-hmm. um, put in an embargo on oil sales to like the US, Canada, the UK, I think. Mm-hmm. And that kind of, just like I was talking about earlier, like the energy system is interconnected. So it, it creates mm-hmm. um, ripples throughout the whole system. So we, in Sweden, it was also really expensive with oil, difficult to get a hold of. And that started that discussion about being independent uh, from these like geopolitical happenings um and at the same time concern was growing around nuclear like the 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 voices that were not so excited were were getting getting louder um and uh, in the 1976 election uh one of the main parties uh party leader said that like i'm not going to build any more nuclear we're not even going to start the ones that are that are almost complete and he won the election like not by himself but like a a coalition Mm -hmm. of new parties took power and that was the big thing because sweden's been social democrat for a long time at this point i'm very fine with like let's not build anymore yeah but they they're so expensive to build and they take so long i'm just like don't waste it I know. Like, it's at already this, like, there. When you hear it now, you're like, yeah. why didn't you just, like, you could start it. Yeah, like, just turn it on, see how it goes. Have it there, yeah. What is it going to do? Just stand there? Um, lucky, like, you'll be glad to hear this. He broke that promise immediately. <laughs> and started those reactors. Like, day one briefing he was, was like, oh, shit, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was in a co- coalition of parties that weren't going to, they were really excited about the nuclear. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways... Um, that 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 wasn't popular among people, so he he had actually had to resign um, the, as like prime minister a couple of years after. It wasn't only because of that, I think, but it was main, like that was a big reason for why he had to go. And in 1979, there was a happening an accident at a power plant in mm-hmm. Harrisburg, USA. Mm-hmm. I don't know where. In is it Pennsylvania, maybe? Is this um, what's it called? Three, Three Mile Island. Island. Three yeah, that's Pens- that's in Pennsylvania. Yeah, um, and there was like a risk for a meltdown. Um, mm-hmm. So so in seventy nine, and that really not a good time. Out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so in this in Sweden, because it was such a big concern, we had yeah. like a national referendum in the nineteen eighty. So, so people got to vote. What do we think about nuclear? Where, what, what's our direction? And there were three different directions, or like three different options that you could choose, and all of them, like I think it's fair to say, were like we should get rid of it in the long run. Like, mm-hmm. so not none of them were like nuclear is only good. Like that mm-hmm. wasn't the vibe in the in 1980. Uh, but the first option was like the yes vote, and that was like yeah we should get rid of it, but like at a very reasonable pace whenever like we were not reliant on it anymore mm-hmm. that's what we should and like and that's basically like just for for reference that's what we're doing now basically we're following that that line but that only got 20 percent of the votes or like 18.9 uh 
present. And then it was the kind of option. Like, yeah, okay. Like, we should we should do this, but we're like, we should get rid of it, but we should do it at a reasonable pace. It was very mm -hmm. similar to the first option, honestly, but it was a little more like focused on like, it, just to make it safer, we should have the government own all the nuclear power plants. So it's not like in uh, private companies uh, that we don't, that we can't control. And also we should tax it more so like no one can make a big profit off of, off of people. So that one, that was a winning alternative with 39.1% of the votes in close second with 38.7. So it's 0.4% difference was the get rid of it now option. So mm -hmm. almost 40% of the population were like, we do not want this here. <laughs> Closes as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. um, this is really scary. Like it was, it, that was the. I feel like this is extreme. such a similar trajectory that the US <coughs> experienced after their so. atomic era of like, I don't know, people got mo more and more uncomfortable with it. And yeah. then Three Mile Island happened and people were like, okay, I think it's time for us to yeah. stop this. Let's not do this. Yeah. Definitely. I <laughs> and like then then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, okay, this is why we're yours, okay, you know, like telling us that there's no not gonna be a problem. Yeah. And then you feel kinda <laughs> like I I don't want this. Um so so then they the government like it wasn't like a binding referendum, it was more of like a mm -hmm. just checking in with people, but but uh, the government was like, Yeah, okay. Clearly people want this out of this energy mix at some point. Uh we're gonna we're not not gonna we're gonna finish the power plants that we're building so there were 12 at that point mm -hmm. like working or in construction uh but we're not gonna build anymore and we're gonna shut these down along along the line and in 2010 we're gonna be done with it uh, and then six years later the chernobyl accident happened so a mm -hmm. power plant in southwestern parts of the soviet union which is now part of the ukraine um they had a, a meltdown. It was April 26th. And that, that had people very, very, very bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, and especially because um, the radioactive particles or whatever, radioactivity, were like kind of absorbed by a rain cloud and uh, sent with the wind. It passed over the Ukraine, Ukraine and traveled all the way to Sweden. So there was rainfall with a, a radioactive particles in it um, well, and i had at one point like months ago when i was going through my last nuclear phase. era my, my last nuclear phase, <laughs> i had a um list of all the accidents in nuclear power plants and i had a really i want to pull it up really fast to reference it do you have just a little document that you have <laughs> no i, I was on wikipedia <laughs> okay Here we go. Nuclear and radiation accidents and incidents. So, Three Mile Island. Let me find it on the list. That was a level five on the scale. The INES yeah. scale. And Chernobyl was a full level, level seven. So, so how many levels are there? Seven. Know? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was a full blown meltdown. I think. Like that was the. Yeah. It as bad as it can get. Yeah. 
And then yeah. another one um, that I have heard about in the U.S. was in Idaho Falls, Idaho, which is a level four, okay. where three people were killed and like only the three people that were in the in the actual yeah. plant when it happened. But the rescuers that went in to try to save them, when like no one had realized what had happened, they just like got a weird alarm bell go off and the their firemen, I guess, went to go try to see what was happening. Yeah. They went in and they saw that there were like three lunch boxes, three coats, three people like clocked in and they couldn't find them. And they yeah. went in the like actual nuclear room and they saw two bodies and the third was missing and they couldn't find it until they looked up and the person was like plastered against the ceiling from the force of the bomb. Oh. And that was a level four. So yeah. that's several <laughs> levels below. That's a level below Three Mile Island, which has zero zero deaths. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, that's true. It's crazy. Yeah. That's and good job. Yeah, they really. <laughs> or whatever. Good safety protocols, I assume. Mm-hmm. And then Chernobyl was several levels levels about above that with twenty eight direct deaths, nineteen not entire, entirely related, and fifteen children due to thyroid cancer. Was that of, all? As of two thousand eight, there's four thousand possible estimated mm-hmm. cancer related deaths, but they can't prove okay. that because it's just people that may have been affected. That was less than I thought. I thought. It was more <laughs> But not um, good. Very, very bad. It's, yeah, it's still not good. But um, yeah, and and in Sweden, this rain affected that. Like, so it fell in, in um, on the west coast, no, on the east coast, um, the kind of northeast, and the city of Jävle was most affected. And in this area, like the mushrooms picked up mm-hmm. the radioactivity, mm-hmm. and also the okay, I've never encountered this word in English before. I think it's called lichen. Lichen? I don't know. It's like, yeah, maybe that's like the algae, yeah, yes, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, how do you pronounce it? Lichen. Lichen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, so that also if absorbed the like radioactiveness, and um, I have a lichen people... jar. <laughs> <laughs> They're not radioactive that I know of. <laughs> I'm going to bring you some, some radioactive. Add in there, see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I maybe take the cork off to put my like annual three drops in and add in the radioactive ones. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just get you some rainwater from there. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully get a nice glow. My three drops can be radioactive <laughs> ones. Um, but so people in that area stopped eating, like foraging for mushrooms. That would destroy my diet if I had to stop eating mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it must have been, it was right before like the spring. So, or like in the spring. So maybe people, people's whole vacations were yeah. like, ruined. It had it's like real wild. mushroom se- foraging season. Yeah. That's very sad. But also the, the, like there were reindeer in that area. Area. Mm-hmm. And um, because they ate the li- lichen. Oh, yeah, they do eat lichen. Uh, yeah, they ingested the like uh, radioactive material mm-hmm. and they couldn't be sold for like meat. Uh, I feel like that's not my, my primary concern here <laughs> is whether or not they can be no, sold I, for I, meat. I didn't realize that that, that wasn't going to be. But it was like the, the indigenous communities uh, in that part of Sweden mm-hmm. heard and, and sell reindeer 
uh, products, so it was bad for their livelihoods, but mainly bad for the reindeer, I guess. Yeah, were the ra- uh, how are the reindeer themselves affected? <laughs> maybe they were just like a little woozy. A little know. zany. <laughs> yeah. Hard to tell, maybe. They're not super expressive, necessarily. Uh, but after that, people were like, okay, this is definitely not mm-hmm. a bad idea. So they kind of sped up the process of shutting down uh, power plants. So they shut down two in the 90s. And the like chairman or whatever, like some political figure said, like, we're making this decision now. We're going to shut down everything. And this is irreversible. Mm-hmm. And then like... Tw- 10, 15 years later, they were like, yeah, we're going to reverse this decision. We want to... <laughs> <So, laughs> the whole, like, the whole political... And then stuff happened in the 2010s, uh, but I don't want to go through it. But yeah, my point is, it's been it's been from the start a kind of bumpy ride. Yeah. People are super pro. They're like, this is safe. There are no problems. Then people are super scared, and they're like, we need to get rid of yeah. it as soon as we can. And then they turn, turn on their head again. Like, it, we... We, it's difficult for us to land in one um, clear stance and, and stick with it. And I think a problem for that and a problem for nuclear all, overall is that it's, it takes a lot of time and money to build. And if you have a politically unstable situation, like regarding like should it be should it be allowed, should we use it, then it's not a great investment to make. Like no one wants mm-hmm. to invest in it, something that that like. Possibly in in four years, there's going to be an accident somewhere, and politicians are going to be like, shut it down forever. Mm-hmm. And then you pumped a bunch of money into it. Um, but I think, hold on. Um, and yeah, and I and and what's interesting about the the election we had this year is that the the discussion we had around nuclear was very much focused on these two reactors that were shut down in 2016. Uh, in Sweden, because and I th- I think like part of the reason why why they like focused it, they were trying to like find the the scapegoat for that like who was to blame for that decision being made rather and it's interesting to have like a political debate or an election campaign surrounding something that already happened and like who was to blame rather than like what are we gonna do about it mm-hmm. uh, and I think the reason for that might be because to pr- no one can promise new nuclear power in like we're going to do this within our like next four years in, in, in office. Mm-hmm. It, it's going to take like at least eight years, but probably yeah, it's a like lot longer. We can say it'll take eight years and then there'll be so many setbacks. It'll take probably 12. Yeah. And That's I how nuclear tends to go. Yeah. 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 And with like, since it hasn't been built in Sweden for a very long mm-hmm. time, like there's no knowledge, there's no, and it's also like the way I, remember it it's it's france and russia that that have been like building that have nuclear building competencies in mm-hmm. there. and like russia seems doesn't seem like the best idea and and france has like the most expensive energy in all of europe mm-hmm. their energy is is off the charts because their nuclear power plants fail all the time yeah did you see that news like this year like it was so hot in france that they had to turn off oh yeah uh-huh. power plants because they had cooling water from a nearby river uh-huh. but that water was too hot wasn't yeah so it couldn't cool the so that also sounds like that's going to be an issue right like that that doesn't sound like safe yeah and, uh, reliable energy necessarily to me if it stops mm-hmm. working 
when it gets too hot or like mm-hmm. um and i think like the, what what's our atomic age is really focused on the idea like uh, of the smr the small modular reactor um and the way i understand it, it's like a bite-sized power plant <laughs> like the mm-hmm. idea is that you can produce it like in an assembly line factory type of way and that will cut costs a lot and also time it will take because you don't have to like go to a new direct like location and like figure out what are the conditions here you can do yeah you get you get the what is that called the not the benefits of scale the economics of scale Mm -hmm. build a lot of them at the same time um and i think that sounds really great and all but smr prototypes have been stuck in this like ready to launch in like about eight Mm -hmm. years state for decades like it's been a dream for a long time but the technology is just not ready Mm -hmm. for it like uh, and i have an anecdote (laughs) about like that kind of connects to this i was reading the like every year the swedish that's called what is like a, a dictionary the Swedish dictionary um, they publish a list of like the new words the, the words that they've like picked up into the dictionary over that year so it's it's a yeah it's a fun little way to kind of like look at like what happened this year because you get like what was the words mm-hmm. that were introduced in like media and stuff so for New Year's this year I did like a game where I picked out a couple of words from different years in the past that have been on this new year list new word list and um, people had to guess like which year was this like word launched. Um, and one of the words on the, that I picked out was test tube baby. <laughs> uh, when do you think that was that was first <coughs> a word? I'm going to guess. Ninety-one. Right. That that's like that's exactly what I thought. That I seems. Too, baby. So, <laughs> it seems like a very early nineties. Yeah. Term. Yeah. It was actually first like introduced in nineteen forty-seven. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but I looked into this, and the the first test tube baby, like the first experiment ever that like was successful, was in seventy-eight, which was also. I- earlier than I thought. I understand that, like, the first one ever must have been a long time before it was publicly available. And the concept must have existed for a long time before that. Mm -hmm. But it just seems like test tube baby wouldn't be... It wouldn't be the word that... Yeah, like, that would come once, like, (laughs) it was like everyone was talking about it, that would become the term. (laughs) Which is why I was like, oh, it's gotta be, like, when that became, like, Available to the public. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) Seems kind of fucked up. The scientists were like, in 20 years we're going to have test tube babies. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel unsafe that those people did the first experiments. Um, And I honestly, like, I understand you can't use the same logic for SMRs, but, like, it just... It just proves the point that like ideas are there a lot longer before the technology, and we saw the same thing with with nuclear. That like it took all, quite some time to like figure out the technology, like how it actually works, mm-hmm. uh, and to like um, yeah get it set up and and working. So I think it's um I 
to me, it seems unlikely that they're going to get there, like, sooner than we think. I mean, they made the test tube babies. (laughs) They did it. It only took 30 30 years. Yeah. (laughs) And the problem today is that we don't have 20 years. Yeah. I think that's why, to me, it's not going to save us. If it had been the answer, it needed to have been the answer in the 50s when they said it was going to be the answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that being said, it like some of it is available to us now. Yeah. And I think that like like I said it's if it's done correctly, if you take safety precautions, if you make sure everyone on site is well trained and like mm-hmm. there are backup systems for like if there's a tsunami, if there's an earthquake, like you have to have backups for that. But if all of that exists, it's relatively safe. Mm-hmm. And what we're experiencing right now is not safe. And yeah. so it just feels like something that since we have it, we should take advantage of it. And maybe not say it's the solution, but use it as a tool to move away from fossil fuels. Yeah. Yeah, I think I mean, we need to use all the ones we have. That's, mm-hmm. that's my stance, I guess. We, we can't, we shouldn't shut down the ones that are, aren't functioning. Mm-hmm. But I think it's like interesting to look at the, because now like for a while, the, the, the idea in Sweden was that like, as long as it's uh, financially, like as long as it's profitable, then, then mm-hmm. com- companies should be able to do it. But now they want to pump in like subsidies for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that we should acknowledge that nuclear power has been heavily subsidized all through its history mm-hmm. like the research programs and the government funded plants and like despite this all of this money that we've put into it the cost of building nuclear hasn't gone down it's it's insanely expensive it's yeah more expensive and in comparison i wish i had a graph for this but i don't but wind and solar are both like the yeah. more investments have been made in it the more the cheaper it's gone and there's like this okay gonna try to explain tell this from the top of my head but like i think there's an image of like the projections for like the prognosis like predictions for how cheap solar is gonna be like in Mm -hmm. in the next couple of years and like the international energy agency does one of these like every year and they've been wrong every year for like 10 years because they (laughs) keep thinking that like okay but now we've reached it can't get cheaper than this Mm -hmm. like this is this is this is where it plateaus and it keeps the price keeps falling uh-huh um so like it's just like when you look at the alternatives we have one is one is expensive and mm-hmm. it's a very long time we don't know what to do with the waste and like it doesn't get cheaper for building more and the other one is like it doesn't create any like toxic waste i understand like it's not the the wind power plants in like where the wind mills themselves mm-hmm. are like creating some kind of waste but it's not it's not this thing that's going to be around for a hundred thousand years mm-hmm. it's brewing brewing it toxically um and it's constantly getting cheaper the more we invest in it and like if we're just like we, we can say whatever we want about like the ones that we already have but like yeah we're looking at for like what direction should be moved. i'm hopeful for them in the future but i don't think that they should be the solution i think no. that they may have a place in the solution. I don't don't like calling it the solution because it sounds very Nazi. But like, (laughs) I don't think that 
they should be considered like the end all be all of like moving away from fossil fuels. But I think that I am hopeful that they could become better in the future. Um, They've been in the news recently. We're, we're fusing them now instead of dividing them. It's, it's huge. Apparently. Um, like I said, I'm not huge on nuclear, but I'm not against it. Mm-hmm. I'm just over the line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm just on the other line. <laughs> and, but I think it's, like, going back to what we were talking about, about, like, the, the idea of it just being cool. I think that that's... Yeah. I, I think we're underestimating how much of, like, the policymakers and everyone who's, like, pro it. They also think it's like, just cool. That, <laughs> that it's just, like... <laughs> Because it's this large-scale macho project that mm-hmm. can, like, like I think. But the little atoms like, themselves about... are so small. <laughs> My friend, the atom, the tiny little atom. Yeah, but that it's like an <laughs> atom with this incredible. It's like Spider-Man. People love Spider-Man <laughs> for for all the power he has from radioactivity. Also, that's true. Just a perfect analogy. I didn't realize it. Um, but, but I think it's just, like, if you compare, like, the scenario, like, how do we want to do this, like, energy transition mm-hmm. thing? People think it sounds so much cooler to be, like, we install 1,000 new nuclear plants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we do it all. Uh, it's huge. It's this, like, uh, powerful, like, we're just investing so much and we're getting mm-hmm. all of this, like, abundant energy. And I think the more, like probable thing but not as at all a sexy thing is that like we expand solar and wind we find new energy storage solutions and like hydrogen mm-hmm. batteries or like and we do a lot of like just efficiency measure like we mm-hmm. have better insulated houses and maybe shift the ways we travel and live and and you know and, mm-hmm. and that's i think that's a more probable solution but i think it's so unsatisfactory for the people who are trying to create this like we're building the new world like that's it's bad it's bad Mm -hmm. utopia i love that utopia personally but i'm also indoctrinated heavily into this so i see why people aren't excited about that i i I think that can be exciting but i i'm not not discounting the friendly atom it's tiny it's tired but it is strong yeah. It's doing its best. It's doing its best. And they're going to be even stronger now that we're combining them or something. I don't know. Whatever fusion is, it might Whatever they're the doing, game. it yeah, could be could be huge. They say it's safer maybe. Yeah. My coworker said she said she said that she read they were sa- it was safer if they fuse them rather than Love divide that. them. So That's great. Sounds amazing. I think that what we should do, though, like, we should get... Because I'm concerned about this thing now where, like, it's supposed to be government-funded again. Mm-hmm. Because then we're going to... That, that's Then it's a zero-sum game. Like, we're taking money away from some kind of other investment in, in infrastructure or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking, like, if as long as Elon Musk does it or whatever, he can do the mm-hmm. research on, on fusion and on SMR. It's weird to me um, that he's not a big nuclear guy. It seems I like that would is. be. I've I, never I read something that like he he's he's pro it, but he's yeah he's not he doesn't. Yeah, he's not like a big nuclear guy. Yeah. I don't. But that's, I feel like that would be right up his alley. I'm almost like a little cons. I think that's cons. 
what is it called? Conspiracy. Conspiracy? Theory. Yeah. Conspiracy. Like, it, it almost feels like a conspiracy to me, this thing that people are like, it's amazing, but then no one wants to put money into it. They're like, yeah. you should invest in this. And you're like, why it's, aren't you? It takes so <laughs> fucking long to build them. Yeah. Like, yeah, we should definitely be investing in this thing. Not me, though, because I want a much faster return than something yeah. that's going to take probably 20 years <laughs> to, like, even be functional. <laughs> I know, but that that's it's something sketchy about that. I always feel like you're just trying to, like, rip off the government. Yeah. Because it, it seems like a good deal for, like, once it's there, it's going to be great for businesses and stuff. If, if, the, if the government mm-hmm. paid for the construction and now you can just get cheap energy. But if you internalize the price of building it into the price of the energy. Okay, I have a final thing. But that's okay. kind of what I said in the beginning. About, like, I think there's an interesting phenomenon, like, when discuss- discussing climate change or, like, sustainability, that some subjects, I think, seem to be brought up. Like, you, when you're having a conversation with someone, someone brings something up, and it seems like it's in good faith. But then... In reality, I feel like it always ends up in a place where, like, you go down kind of a dead end. Like, And one example of that is electric vehicles, which I think mm-hmm. now they're very, like, accepted as a solution. Mm-hmm. But for the longest time, I would have conversations with people and they would be like, yeah, we're, like, we're going to absolutely go fossil free. But I don't think that mm-hmm. electricity is the way to go. I think I believe more in, I think it's hydrogen mm-hmm. cars. And I think, like, some people are very good faith saying that. But some people, I wonder if they're just, like, they're kind of caught up on that idea. And then they don't really, I don't Like, when there's one solution that is in front of us, yeah, like, that won't work. We need a solution that's further away. But then if we move towards that, they'll be like, oh, but that doesn't work. We have to do this other one that's even, like, they just keep moving the the goalpost. And, like, we're never going to be able to move away from what we currently have because... yeah. It's never going to be good enough. Exactly. Like so, what they're 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 putting all of these expectations on the solution to be perfect, but like the current system isn't perfect. So like we don't we don't have time to wait for something that's perfect and that's been tested, mm-hmm. and that's been like you know tested against a bunch of other. Um, so I think that's that's like a way of like delaying action. Mm-hmm. That it, I'm not saying it's it about faith necessarily, but it, yeah, I think the people who have inje- injected those counter-arguments into the discussion are maybe acting in bad faith. I've, I think I've heard that. I'm, I'm, I don't have that on good authority. So I think that's also but like, like hydrogen, mm-hmm. I think it's a thing that they like, that ca- car companies have been saying because they don't have electric vehicles done. They're like, yeah, oh, this isn't going to be the solution. And then they're like, yeah, okay, fine. Now our car is ready. So yes, it's, it's okay. I kind of see consumers doing the same thing. Where, like, I mean, I, don't know, I think it's related. Of, like, in your home, there are certain changes you can make to live, yeah. like, like, a greener life. And they're not going to be, they're going to be, like, raindrops in the ocean of, like, what we need to do. Yeah. And so I see a lot of people, like, a lot of people that, like, care about the environment and, like, really care about this stuff will be like, well, it doesn't matter if I do X, Y, and Z. Because yeah. the bigger problems are, like, what the government's doing. Like, what corporations are doing. Like, that's the stuff that matters. What I what I do doesn't matter. Yeah. And it's, like, we can focus on multiple things at once. We can move towards yeah. the goalposts that are right in front of you, the attainable things, while also focusing on the bigger issues. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, if there are steps that you can take, even if they're not going to make a big difference generally. Yeah. They're still going to matter in the end. And, like, if you can do those steps, you should while still fighting for, like, the bigger solutions in the next step and, like, looking beyond that. We don't need the perfect solution immediately. We need to take every possible step in the right direction. Yeah. I think it's, I, I have that written down, false binaries. Like, when you set up a situation <laughs> where it's like, yeah, we have to do this or this. But yeah. that's not, I don't think that's true at all. Like I, think I don't think so either. The government sees that people are, like, recycling. That's what I've been everything. saying, too. Like, yeah. That sounds the government message. and corporations re- react to what they think consumers want. And so if consumers yeah. are putting the ball in their court and saying, no, like, we're not going to change because you are the problem, then they have no reason to change. But if consumers no. are showing that they care about these things and this is what they want and this is what matters, then they're going to yeah. be able to make more money by moving in that direction. Yeah. So if, as a society, we show that, like, this is what we want. We're going to vote for people that care about the things we care about. We're going to buy products that are more environmentally friendly. Then more companies and more politicians are going to move in that direction. I think it's connected to what I was trying to say about Botox. <laughs> <laughs> making all kinds of connections but like i think it's fine that you like if you're like i can't be bothered to be vegan i yeah love cheese too much that's fine but like don't turn around and say i can't be vegan because actually the vegan community is not part of helping like solve the climate crisis because then you're like you're using your like the actual reason you're not doing it is because you're too comfortable and that's fine I'm yeah. not comfortable. Like I, I can't be bothered to be vegan right now, but I'm. I shouldn't go around and try to like uh, discredit that yeah. step in the right Socially, direction. Socially, cheese is more important myself. to me than like socially, cheese is more important to me right now than like yeah. the climate. Yeah. But people that don't need that shouldn't be like shit on for being better than I am. No, like, no, and I like it's not helpful to to like yeah. uh, to to make everything you do the right thing because you have actually thought about it. Like, except the cognitive like, yeah, dissonance I, that you're imperfect. Yes, it's just cognitive dissonance. I guess that's all <laughs> <I>. <laughs> that was my whole. Yeah. Exactly. Just deal with it instead yeah. of like try to dismantle, like discredit mm-hmm. stuff that's important part of the. Because I feel like that's when people are like. It, it doesn't matter what we do. It's about what the politics is. I'm like, yes, but also... The politics to re- reacts to you as well. Yeah. Like, do what you can, and maybe, like, that's... <laughs> do you know goldfish crackers? Yeah. Um, a long time ago, when I was going to summer camp, I had a bag of goldfish crackers as my, like, snack on the bus, because it was a long bus ride. And on the bag of goldfish crackers, they were shaped like starfish instead of, like, fish fish for this, like, limited edition. And on the bag of goldfish crackers, it had that, like, old story about, like, there's a man on the beach throwing starfish back in the water because they're all washed up. And someone walks up and says, why are you bothering to do that? There's thousands of starfish washed up. Like, you're not going to make a difference. You're not going to be able to dent it. And the man throws one in and goes, well, I made a difference to that one. Yeah. And like it's that kind of thing. Like it even if you're even if you eating less red meat isn't solving climate change. No. It's doing something. And maybe like that's yeah. an inspiration for somebody else to eat less red meat and like mm-hmm. just like the humble friendly Adam. It's a chain reaction that causes 
a big explosion. <laughs> I think that's a perfect, that's a perfect puzzle. That was amazing. <laughs> you got me. Like, not but i'm pro that i think that's elegant thank you <laughs> that's what i was like grasping for earlier couldn't get there <laughs> yeah <laughs> just needed to take a quick detour yeah i had to talk about the the goldfish <laughs> the goldfish <Yeah>. back <laughs> it's like the stupidest core memory of mine but like it really made a difference in my like little on bus, so. yeah on the bus to summer camp and i was like god he did make a difference to that one. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah, it's really, it really never forgot it. <laughs> I think it's Thank a you utopia to um, than the Adam H. Pepperidge Farm for for that one. <laughs> okay, yeah. I I don't have anything else. On yeah, I think on we YouTube. covered it all. Like, we figured it out. I think we did figure it out, honestly. <laughs> and, like, once again, even though we don't agree, I feel like we also are on the exact same side of, like... Yeah. It's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just make kind of, like, slightly different, like, yeah. conclusions. But we, we share the share the general... The core like, message is the yeah. same. Yeah. You just think it's a little bit cooler than I do. <laughs> Something really beautiful I, about the tiny little I'm atom being so girl. strong. I really, it just makes so much sense in my like lizard yeah. brain of like. <laughs> you have wind to do so make, little work. Wind make turbine go burr. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get it to spin without having to do anything. Yeah. Like that's that's a great thing. It's yeah. It just really seems like the most efficient. Yeah. Yeah. And if you paint one of the the blades, then it kills like way less birds. If you what? If you paint one of the like blades on the windmill, oh, really? then it kills like way less birds. Like mm. I want to say like eighty percent or something less birds. That's that's perfect. Mm -hmm. I feel like it'll also look good. I think Keep there's a lot to be done with like the the images or like imaginaries of of the future with wind power like you paint them different funky colors i, I have know. driven through so many wind farms they're kind of kind of a vibe yeah no i'm a big fan i feel like yeah. i'm in the future when i go to germany or whatever mm -hmm. just, yeah we did that when we, we like went to berlin we saw them mm -hmm. i think they're cool yeah they're good they feel very like west western to me mm. i was gonna say but that's just because i have been watching what is the like the spirited way oh movie. yeah uh like, Miyazaki. i feel like yeah i feel like those movies could definitely have like wind power mills they're also those movies are so affected by nuclear like oh are they <laughs> oh yeah i hadn't um, thought about that even, like, My Neighbor Totoro, the big tree is, like, a mushroom cloud. Oh, yeah. It's oh, all... There's a lot of echoes of the effects of the U.S. dropping nuclear bombs on Japan. Yeah. And if you... The absolute worst movie 
that he's ever made, in, in my little opinion, because it affected me for months and I couldn't sleep afterwards, um, Grave of yeah. Fireflies is, like, explicitly about nuclear bombs. Okay, I haven't watched that one. Don't recommend it. <laughs> okay, it was it was too much? It's way more than I could personally handle. I will never watch it. I watched it maybe in, like, late middle school, early high school. So mm. maybe I just wasn't emotionally equipped wasn't ready. for that kind yeah. of thing. But I was so scarred, I'll never watch it again. Like, I truly could not sleep for, like, a full week. I thought about it for, like, months. Like, wept in my bedroom alone, like, a month after seeing it. <laughs> I can't think of a single movie that's affected me more, to be honest. <laughs> if I'm going to watch it now, I'm going to be just thinking of, like, a, a child you. <laughs> it's going to be too sad. It really... That one fucked me up. Like, no yeah. other movie has. Like, even... I I've watched like the documentaries on it, and like that yeah. didn't didn't affect me the same way that the same way. Fireflies did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to like a a, a costume party. Uh, oh really? Like a Mia, Ma, Miyazaki themed. Yeah. That sounds so amazing. I, I know, but I don't know what to wear yet. Thank you. You should be no face. I think I know Although I that wanted would, to be no face, but I that feel would like maybe be so hard. <laughs> I love no face. We have a little I no face like... that hangs from our rearview mirror in the car. Oh, <laughs> very mm. cute. I yeah, I'm thinking about the what is the princess princess Mononoke. Yeah, because I have like one of those like fake fur things that I can mm -hmm. like hang on my back, I think, and mm -hmm. then I wear a little makeup. Mm -hmm. We'll see. Uh, I wish I was I invited to something like that. Yeah, you maybe you should have one. Throw a party like that. I could. Do you have any recommendations? I want to recommend the Chernobyl TV series on HBO. Okay. Came out a couple of years ago, mm -hmm. but I think it was good. It was okay, but like I, I thought it was interesting to see about the. Mine's not at all related. Um, that's okay I want to recommend um, Ethel Kane the, the artist, the musician and her what was Ethel Kane Ethel Kane and she just made a new album I don't think just, it's been out for a while but I've, I've just been getting into it mm -hmm. and the album is called Preacher's Daughter um Specifically, the song American Teenager, I think, is the most approachable on there because it, towards the end, it gets, like, a little bit hard to listen to. And okay. it's also, like, it's a concept album, but, like, it's kind of gross in concept, which I struggle with. Um, yeah. But I, I think it's really good. I think it's I'm I will definitely good. listen if to it. If not hard. It's hard to listen to, but it's good. I listened a lot to the song you recommended last time. I think oh, really? Last time. About or the kill her freak out. Oh yeah, unless it's a bunch. That's a good one. Big yeah. Fan. Mhm. Mm good good song. Anyways, bye everyone. <laughs> Anyways, bye everyone. Thank you for listening to this quite long. Oh, we are. So we're we're back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Twenty twenty three. <laughs> Let's do it.